trailblazer is defined as a person who paves the way in their particular field for future generations. On this episode, you'll hear about a few trailblazing women who are widening the gap for tomorrow's military leaders. Now here's your host, Deborah Harmon Pugh. Welcome to Women Veterans Rock on the Hill, the podcast, and I'm your host, Deborah Harmon Pugh. In this week's episode of Women Veterans Rock on the Hill, we are recognizing some of today's trailblazing military women. We will share stories of courageous women from immigrant families who have proudly worn America's military uniforms, served our country with honor, retired with distinguished records of military service, and they have successfully transformed their spirit of military service into post-military roles of civic and community leadership. So thank you for joining today's conversation of Women Veterans Rock on the Hill. If you're listening to this episode on YouTube, click on the Spotify, Overcast, Apple, or Google Podcast links to subscribe to our show and get notifications of new episodes today. Have anything to add? Send it to me, Clarence Ferguson, show announcer and podcast manager for Women Veterans Rock on the Hill. Join our conversation by emailing me at fergusonc at chc.edu. Fergusonc at chc.edu. Now, on to today's public policy watch. In each episode of Women Veterans Rock on the Hill, we examine a public policy bill dedicated to improving the lives of military women and military families. Today, we are excited to shine a bright light on the incredible work of Congresswoman Julia Brownlee of California. She's an advocate, crusader, and a real trailblazer in her work for veterans, women veterans, and America's military families. Today, let's review the passing of H.R. Bill 95. It is entitled Homeless Veterans Families Act, and as I said earlier, it was sponsored by Representative Julia Brownlee of California's 26th Congressional District. H.R. 95 is an act to ensure that children of homeless veterans are included in the calculation of certain daily per diem grants. The Homeless Veterans Families Act would increase the amount that the Department of Veteran Affairs pays to non-federal entities to share and to care for homeless veterans. And it increases the daily amount the VA pays per veteran by 50%. That's if the veteran is caring for a minor dependent while receiving housing or services from non-federal entities. Let's listen to Representative Brownlee as she presents from the floor of the House of Representatives on the Homeless Veterans Family Act. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and I, and I thank the Chairman uh, for yielding this afternoon, and want to thank the ranking member of the committee for your uh, support of a very, very important bill for our veterans, the Homeless Veteran Families Act. Uh, as a member of the Veteran Affairs Committee, I believe that it's critical 
absolutely critical that veterans and their families receive the housing support they need simply to just get back on their feet. Since 1994, the VA's homeless grant and per diem program has provided homeless veterans with community-based transitional housing and supportive services. This program funds community agencies that provide such services to homeless veterans. In fiscal year 2017 alone, the VA funded 600 community sites which provided housing to more than 23,000 veterans through the use of over 12,000 transitional housing beds nationwide. Unfortunately, many homeless veterans with children are unable to obtain transitional housing and the support assistance they need under the Homeless Grant Program because housing providers only receive payments from the VA for the veteran, but not for any minor dependents with their families. Because housing a family requires more resources and beds, many housing providers have been unable to house homeless families without additional financial support. This problem has re resulted in the lack of access to very needed support, uh, supportive housing and services for veterans with children because the veteran is forced to choose between getting their own housing assistance and services or caring for their minor dependent child or children. The VA has previously stated that approximately 8% of veterans who entered grant per diem housing programs and who had a full assessment completed within 30 days prior to admission had either full or partial legal custody of their children. This was estimated to be 2,500 children in fiscal year 2017. No veteran should be forced to choose between housing and the much needed services or caring for their children. However, current law limits the VA's authority to reimburse housing providers for the additional cost associated with sheltering the dependent children of our homeless veterans. My bill, which we are voting on today, would provide for a partial per diem for each minor child who is receiving services through this program. This partial per diem would be an amount equal to 50% of the daily cost of care, but this would ensure that veterans and their children are able to obtain the housing and services needed to help them achieve residential stability, give them the opportunity to increase their skill level and income, and ultimately to obtain greater self-determination and self-worth. I yield an additional minute. Uh, General Wilbur's recognized for an additional one minute. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Providing housing to our nation's homeless veterans is an essential first step and so critical to everything in a veteran's life, including getting the health care they've earned, taking advantage of veteran education benefits, getting a job, and having the quality of life they have earned and, deser and deserved in what our country has promised. Passage of this legislation will benefit veterans of all eras and their minor children who are struggling and suffering with homelessness. My bill has over 300 co-sponsors, which is indicative of the bipartisan support for addressing this important and time-sensitive issue. I urge my colleagues to again support this bipartisan legislation, and I thank you again, Mr. Chairman, for bringing my bill to the floor, and I yield back the balance of my time.
The Women Veterans Rock community salutes Congresswoman Brownlee for her unwavering support of veterans and their families. And that's today's Public Policy Watch. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss a conversation with any of our legendary guests, including the dynamic international president of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. That's none other than Valerie Hollinsworth Baker. You can stand up and be counted in our conversation with Gabriella Raska, the engagement manager of Philly Counts, the 2020 census initiative for the city of Philadelphia. As always, don't forget to join the conversation on social media by using hashtag WVR2020. On October 24th, Women Veterans Rock and Verizon co-hosted a celebration that recognized some of today's trailblazing military women. We hosted an engaging panel discussion with three other military women and a Verizon executive who's a trailblazer herself, and that's Miss Tammy Irwin. One of those distinguished women veteran panelists was retired Lieutenant Colonel Consuela Castillo Kickbush. We had an opportunity to speak to the retired Lieutenant Colonel just after the event. Let's hear how she describes why she chose to serve our country and listen to us share a small bit about her post-military service as a community leader. Well, first I celebrate my having this evening with you. Uh, as I look at you, I see you're the next generation. I was born in in the third to the last street in the United States. I'm the daughter of immigrants, so I'm a first generation. The idea of duty, honor, and country was not foreign to me because my parents as immigrants had a deep gratitude for the opportunity to come to America. So that was my teaching and my foundation. As a result of those beliefs, my parents, uh, of the 10 of us, eight of us are veterans. Having grown up in so what others would consider abject poverty or uh, whatever other deficit words, I never look at it that way. I was, I was born into a rich culture, rich with traditions and beliefs, grounded in a spiritual foundation that everything's possible in America. So I am that realism of the American dream. I chose to serve our country because I believe in my heart there's always a distortion about who serves and who deserves to serve. And so I, I came into the military at, during a, a time that I, I didn't realize that I would be breaking barriers or widening the road or being the first. Uh, I was naive about that, but I knew in my conviction that I came from a tough neighborhood. So I always joke about how the kindergarten, uh, you know, the army was like kindergarten to me. Uh, it was, it was, I was always tested, I was always pushed, I was always challenged. But I think that as a woman, a woman of color and wearing a uniform at the time that I did, that's a given. And I think perhaps times haven't changed that much for women or women of color. It is what it is. Uh, I, there was just things that in my journey that I was never willing to compromise. So I'm a servant leader and my duty now to honor my country is to work in the hardest, toughest communities, but with a servant's heart. 
Our kids don't know what they don't know. They've never crossed that neighborhood. The world will judge them and, and put them in a box because of a zip code. There is brilliance everywhere. There is opportunity, if they, but how do they know if they don't know that it exists? So if, if, you're, if they don't have access, if they don't have the opportunity, then oftentimes they'll settle because they don't know what else to compare it to. So that's what I devote my life. I devote my life to opening the window by first telling them I am them. I came from that, you know, wearing somebody else's shoes, you know, always being bullied or, or challenged, or whether I was in the military, you know, always wondered if I was tough enough, smart enough, whatever it was in people's minds, I chose to still stand on my own, you know, develop myself, prepare myself, and like I said tonight, I stopped asking for permission. So I think for me, my, my greatest joy is to look in the eyes of a young person as yourselves and to tell you there's no such thing as because I was born here, because of my color, because, you know, those are not the reasons by which you then expect greatness. But you definitely can't deny it. You embrace it, but you stretch yourself. And in stretching yourself, you enter new worlds. But along however far you go in life, you always come back to what you knew in the beginning. And that's you know yourself and where you came from. We just shared that excerpt from a live interview with retired Lieutenant Colonel Consuela Castillo Kickbush. She traveled in for the event from Texas. And let me tell you, this was a lively and epic evening dedicated to trailblazing military women across America. Our power networking event was co-hosted by Verizon and Women Veterans Rock, and it was located at the museum in Washington, D.C., with over 200 guests in attendance. It was a joy to meet Lieutenant Colonel Consuela and hear her wisdom and such powerful reflections about her home, about her family, and about her service to America, particularly through the eyes of an immigrant military family. It was an honor to spend an evening getting to know this matriarch of a proud and patriotic immigrant family where eight of their 10 family members wore America's military uniforms and served distinguished military careers. Our event was dedicated to celebrating trailblazing military women, and yet there was a bonus to this event on the Hill. This bonus brought together a unique spectrum of energy and experiences that organically created a fusion of conversation, ideas, and opportunities that naturally encouraged participants to expand their personal networks, and we encouraged them to expand their professional power networks, too. Yep, I truly enjoyed this event. It was an engaging environment of Gracious women seeking authentic networks of new opportunities beyond just an evening of fellowship, fun, and laughter. Our guest was an, an exciting blend of members from the Women Veterans Rock 2020 delegation, which included leaders and delegates from our Washington, D.C., Capitol Hill region. And many of you know retired 
Colonel Mary Lo Mayhew. She's president of the JPM Foundation. She was in attendance. Colonel Mayhew is one of our key national leaders at the Women Veterans Rock 2020 delegation to Capitol Hill, and she sits on our National Advisory Council for Public Policy. Barbara Pittman, She's a retired Air Force veteran and president of our Greater Washington, D.C. metro region. She was there, too. Barbara Pittman is the newly elected commander of the American Legion's historic Women's Post Number 2 of Washington, D.C. And, of course, there was Sergeant First Class Robin Johnson and Yancey of North Virginia, or our NOVA delegation. They were there as well. Many of our NOVA delegation are still serving and leading in uniform, and it is their leadership in the NOVA delegation that keeps us connected to today's active duty service women along our East Coast region. Now, from our Midwest region was Dr. Dana Robinson Street. She's president of our Ohio State delegation. Dr. Dana was recently elected to the Ohio State Veterans Hall of Fame, and she now sits as a member on the board of directors. Dr. Dana Robinson Street was also a part of our epic evening of celebrating trailblazing military women. She's also one of our key national leaders that's keeping us connected to women veterans and the women veterans community in the Midwest region. So this power networking event marked yet another exciting collaboration of connecting corporate women to military women and connecting women in public policy to women in the military and connecting the Women Veterans 2020 delegation to yet another opportunity for today's military women and military millennials to take our collective seats at the table. I truly loved this year's Power Networking event, this event that was dedicated to trailblazing military women. And I loved it because Women Veterans Rock on the Hill continues to blaze its own clear and compelling path as contributors to the public discourse and today's narrative about military women in public leadership. We have grown a cohesive collection of conscious voices that are represented by women veteran delegate leaders across the country. So I just continue to be amazed by the depth and breadth of America's military women, and you should be too. So I encourage you to learn more about America's fastest growing segment of the veteran community, and that's today's women veterans and their families. We are a finely woven fabric of rich and beautiful tapestry of military women and military families all across America. We invite you to visit our website to learn more about these and other trailblazing women at womenvetsrock.org. Stay with us and meet this week's Women Veterans Rock Star of the Week. DM us, tweet us, or post on our Facebook page to become part of our podcast posse. You can find us on all your social media pages at Women Vets Rock and on Facebook at Women Veterans Rock. This week in recognizing trailblazing military women, we also salute Council President and Police Commissioner Claudette Williams. She is the Women Veterans Rock Star of the Week. 
She was born in Jamaica and immigrated to New York when she was just a young child. She later joined the Army Reserves and became a mother of four. After the 9-11 attack on our country, Claudette Williams was called to active duty in 2003. Though she had young children at home, it was her honor to serve her country, and by protecting her country, she would be protecting her children as well. After 30 years of service, she retired as a sergeant major. Her military deployments included Iraq, Afghanistan, Kuwait, and many other places in Southwest Asia. After military service, the retired Sergeant Major continues to serve as a civilian leader. She was elected to be the first African-American woman to chair a political party in Monroe County, Pennsylvania. Presently, she is the president of the Monroe County, Mount Pocono Borough Council and Police Commissioner for the Pocono Regional Police. This week, we salute Council President and Police Commissioner Claudette Williams as the Women Veterans Rock Star of the Week. In our grand finale of this episode of Trailblazing Military Women, we are honored to serve with the military soars of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority, Incorporated. And this segment is fittingly entitled, 100 Years of Finer Womanhood. A Chinese philosopher once said, if you think in terms of one year, plant a seed. If you think in terms of 10 years, plant a tree. But if you think in terms of 100 years, teach people. 100 years ago on the campus of Howard University, five young women planted the seeds of knowledge. They envisioned a sorority that would raise the consciousness of their people, encourage the higher standards of scholastic achievement, and foster a greater sense of unity among its members. And those five young and principal co-eds became the trailblazers of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. In 1920, their mission sprouted up from the seeds of determination to foster the ideas of service, charity, scholarship, civil and cultural endeavors, sisterhood, and finer womanhood. In year 2020, the Greek-lettered organization reaches the milestone of 100 years of teaching tens of thousands of other young women co-eds the principles of Z-Hope, which is their international philosophy of Zetas helping other people excel. Women across America and around the globe are celebrating the significant milestone of 100 years of finer womanhood. Women Veterans Rock steps up to a spirit of expectation for a robust season of civic engagement. And in 2020, Women Veterans Rock on the Hill has the great honor of serving with this giant of community service, a military trailblazer among Greek-lettered organizations with their national initiative in the support of women veterans and military families. Where 100 years ago, five young and principal women co-eds blazed a new path on the campus of Howard University. 
In celebration of 100 years of finer womanhood, Women Veterans Rock on the Hill has created a unique and special segment dedicated to 100 years of finer womanhood. It will be among our top public-private partnerships of community service in year 2020. Women Veterans Rock on the Hill will serve as a media partner to America's largest military SOAR community in the country and the largest military SOAR community around the globe. And that will be with Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated where the 25th international president is Valerie Hollingsworth Baker, and the international military attache is Dr. Serelda L. Herbin, a retired officer of the United States Army. So join us for each episode of Women Vets Rock on the Hill in the countdown to the centennial celebration of 100 years of finer womanhood. This episode is sponsored in part by our longtime community partner, Chestnut Hill College. Chestnut Hill College is a certified yellow ribbon institution and a military friendly college. It has a distinguished history of supporting America's student veterans, military families, and the community at large. We are proud to have this fine academic institution as one of our supporting community partners. If you are encouraged by today's conversation and would love to hear more stories about today's trailblazing military women, subscribe to our podcast today. And you could be among the first 100 VIP subscribers to Women Veterans Rock on the Hill, the podcast. We're inviting you to be a part of our podcast posse. How? By joining our conversations. DM us, tweet us, or post on our Facebook page to add your voice to our conversations in the public square. You can find us on all your social media pages at Women Vets Rock and on Facebook at Women Veterans Rock. And there's one last thing before we go. Women Veterans Rock is expanding its digital footprint so that we may capture and share the many conversations that we are having with trailblazing women all across America. We are excited to serve as an ambassador for America's amazing women veterans and military families. As we stand at the threshold of 2020, the world is poised to celebrate yet another year in the robust era of women in leadership. And in the words of Mikey Sherrill, Naval Academy graduate, former Navy pilot, former federal prosecutor, and newly elected Congresswoman to New Jersey's 11th Congressional District. U.S. Congresswoman Cheryl says, we cannot underestimate the force of seeing women in power. Now, Joe, take us home. Hola, como estas? This is Jay Latrey, the audio engineer and music producer for Women Vets Rock on the Hill, the podcast. If you enjoyed the music in today's episode, please feel free to follow me on Instagram at L-A-T-R-E-Y Music, where I'm constantly posting new music and upcoming releases for the show. Thank you. Peace, love, nothing but the best. Latre out.